It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is Time Enough Podcast. Welcome to Time Enough Podcast. It's where we get into all of the episodes of the Twilight Zone and beyond all of the episodes of the Twilight Zone. Matt is here. Mark is over there. Hi, Mark. Hi, I'm over there. You in a hell. hunter in hell. Okay. I was going to ask if you're a hunter. I'm, well, you know, even the hunter is the haunted. Yeah. Today's episode is the hunt. It's like, I still, you know, we have old people again. Um, we're, we're back in, we're <laughs> back in the old people. <laughs> we're back in the, we're back in, in the, the hillbillies. So I, it's like, I think I'm going to, I'm going to have to restrain myself not to start doing the uh, witch man voice from still Valley again. Uh, <laughs> my witch man voice. Well, kind of his too. Yeah. Just the doing the Southern madman, which, which <laughs> doesn't really fit today, but um, hold on. I need to look at the actual episode order here. Okay. Rod Serling does love bringing uh, old people representation to the party, and I do appreciate that. I was going to start complaining about it, but we're kind of at the beginning of the run. Um, as well, we, I this is the these... thing. Is it sort of like, you know, how they say old, they say animals can see ghosts, right? Technically, older people, since they're closer to death, are probably closer to the astral plane than maybe we are I'm just in looking the middle at the list here i'm just looking at a list here and I, i've already record, recorded kick the can which comes out in two weeks you know a notorious mm. old fart episode mm. um what else I mean, if, nothing, nothing in the dark uh once upon a time is old buster keaton of course i'll take that but yeah and um still valley had the witch man although he was awesome and it's funny, it's like they want old people so much now that they put on age makeup because both of the leads in this are um, not that old. I could tell it was makeup. Yeah, it was pretty clear in this one. Um, I, I'm trying to talk about the episode maybe too soon, so I will go ahead and do a spot of the trivia and uh, get a few of those things out. Original air date was January 26, 1962. Teleplay, teleplay, teleplay is by Earl Hamner Jr. This episode was directed by Harold D. Schuster. While he did television in the twilight of his career, he spent three decades as a film director. His first film was Wings of the Morning, the first three-strip Technicolor feature shot in Europe. Other credits include 1954's Loophole and 1957's Dragoon Wells Massacre. Massacre. Uh, they're, they're which man's coming through again okay <laughs> author honeycutt played hyder simpson not homer simpson he was somewhat typecast playing backcountry old men a task he had been doing since age 30 he appeared in films such as the red badge of courage the last command and cap baloo he received an academy award nomination for his supporting role in the big sky 
Rachel Simpson was Jeanette Nolan. She had a long career on television that earned her four Emmy nominations. Regular credits include The Virginians, Perry Mason, and Dirty Sally. I don't know what that is, but it's a good title. <laughs> she also appeared as Lady Macbeth in Orson Welles' film of that Scottish play, and she will provide, she will, and she provided her voice in Disney's The Rescuers and The Fox and the Hound. She will return to the zone in next season's Jess Bell and will even pop up again in Night Gallery. The gatekeeper is played by Robert Falk. His main claim to fame was playing Sheriff H. Miller on the TV show Lassie. This one features music composed by Robert Drasden. Drasden did a lot of scoring work for television with notable credits, including The Twilight Zone, Mission Impossible, Wild Wild West, Hawaii Five-0, Time Tunnel, Lost in Space, Mannix, The Man from Uncle, and Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. That's quite a list. He was listed as actually being the musical uh, director for The Twilight Zone, but I, it wasn't like clear if they meant like this one or like the 80s one. So uh, hmm. as a clarinetist, he had a side hustle recording Exotica albums, with the most notable being his series of voodoo LPs. The first one includes the piano playing skills of a young John Williams. Oh, you're, you're drinking right when it's time to do your prologue. Okay, you've got it, and you took your sip. So here we go. I'm, I'm. Oh, my bad. <clears throat> an old man and a hound dog named Rip off for an evening's pleasure in quest of raccoon. Usually, these evenings end with the one tired old man, one battle-scarred hound dog, and one or more extremely dead raccoons. But as you may suspect, that may not be the case tonight. These hunters won't be coming back from the hill. They're headed for the backwoods of the Twilight Zone. Okay. Spooling up. You're spooling. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I, I made the decision to read it like that before I saw the episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So no, nothing there. I, I am glad that Rod is not mirroring his characters and, and does say raccoon in this case. Because True. Uh, yeah. Which I did find interesting I was... in 1962 because I wonder, you know, I, did he know to do that or was he just trying to sound like not redneck or what i you think know? yeah i think he's like nah i can't possibly do that accent <laughs> i don't know yeah i guess he wasn't he was always Apparently. nervous doing these things anyway so i guess he wasn't gonna like um can you imagine can you imagine him doing an accent ever oh can you I imagine just... him doing any accent ever i cannot no no he's too nervous for that i'm just saying like he could have just not that guy yeah he, yeah he's not that guy i mean yeah, i, I could... mean I, don't know. I'm not like, I could have done an accent. I didn't, though. I'm not saying he, he couldn't have. He could have used his normal voice and just used the same shorthand. That's what I'm saying. You know, like yep. Eric Cartman or something. I think that's just part of the accent. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Um, anyway, so only in heaven can you kill raccoons. In hell, there is no raccoon killing. Hmm. Is that what? I, that's my takeaway from this. Actually, no, I took, I felt really weird about the end of this. Are you, would you be killing like phantom astral raccoons in heaven? I mean, I'm pretty sure they would breed raccoons for you to kill in heaven. But it might be kind of like some kind of, you know, like, or a hologram. He didn't end up in heaven at the end. He actually was in hell. Okay. Why, why do you, why would you go with that? Just out of curiosity. I don't know. Why do you believe one guy over another? Seems like 
somebody who says the first guy it's like a riddle the the second guy who says the first guy is lying maybe he's the liar yeah what um we can go back to like you can tell how people are in star wars with how they treat droids so and here Mm -hmm. it's dogs but not raccoons (laughs) i do actually i i do kind of buy into the thing that if dogs don't like you you're probably a bad person (laughs) but which fits immediately with this (laughs) but it was a little everything was a little fishy and a little hand wavy also he was like well don't worry your wife will make it here also she'll be dead soon yeah that was kind of weird he's like oh okay that's cool <laughs> yeah, he's like he's so willing to believe everything the second guy says because he'll let his dog in there so he can kill raccoons it's like that's really, really what he says he's like i'm not gonna come in here if there's no raccoon hunt i don't know if you're already dead do you do you care if other people die especially if they're already old he only wants raccoons to die yeah he doesn't okay. care i don't think he even cares it is interesting. I, I guess this episode has a bit of a double twist, but it's pretty clear he's <laughs> he's dead. They don't hide that hard. And once he's told, he's just like, oh, really? Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> well, he's told, he's given that information a lot before he actually figures it out. But, but he's cool with it when fine. he figures it out. I mean, maybe that's like the mental process, right? Like, because mm-hmm. I did, you know, it's not like a sixth sense thing, like a what a twist, right? He, he, I mean, figures well, I don't know if people like started to like suggest you were dead. I mean, maybe it would take you a few suggestions before it really like set in. I think they were just going to do a surprise party for me. Right. But then it turns out you're dead instead. So that's a twist. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I thought this whole thing was going to be like, he didn't know he was dead and then he accepted he was dead and he died. Right. I'm glad, I was, I was thankful for a little bit of things to try and wrap my head around. Even if, it made me suspicious of literally everyone. Yeah, yeah. You can't trust anyone in the afterlife. I don't know. But yeah, you know, some people say you should go towards the light. Some people say you shouldn't go towards the light. There's the archons driving, dragging you back onto the earth plane. Go towards the square dance. You should probably just, if you find you're dead and you know it, if you're dead and you know it, stay in one place. If you're dead and you know it, stay in one place. Just stay in one place for a while. Why even go anywhere? Yeah. Who yeah. knows? The guy, the second guy says, oh, they're never giving up. What's is to say the second guy isn't taking him to hell? You might have to go through 15, 20, 30, 100 guys trying to take you to hell, telling you it's heaven. I, Maybe this guy's I actually damned to hell for I killing so many raccoons. He's, he's damned to yeah. hell for killing so many he'll, raccoons. He'll just get to the, like the fifth or sixth guy, and it'll just be a hundred raccoons in a trench coat. <laughs> I, I did. I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm going to be slightly more damning on this episode critically, not because it's necessarily bad, but because I've already like halfway forgotten it. And by next week, I will have completely forgotten about this episode. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I actually do feel like this episode, it, the fact that I'm having to just ass pull a bunch of things about it. <laughs> to make it interesting means it's not a great episode. Yeah. Um, this is like uh, Earl Hamner writes several episodes of the Twilight Zone. He's not as prolific as some of the other um, regular writers. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think I'm a big fan of his. I mean, I, I, lay, I think he's he also later writes the Black Leather Jackets, which is notorious for uh, really not being good. Um, 
he later i mean the, the guy did have success he he was the creator of the waltons later on and that did pretty well i guess he likes backwoods stuff you know <laughs> i mean that stuff can be interesting it's just sort of we've seen a dead person who doesn't know they're dead pretty recently yeah and this guy is old enough that he's you know well yeah he's dead okay 70 yeah you're damn lucky to make it to 70 and he's in what the backwoods of kentucky or something i mean that's that's above life expectancy and and that in this time and place he's actually he, he's a winner mm -hmm. but uh i did like at the beginning where they have like the very theatrical redneck talk like it's not like real redneck talk it's like <laughs> well ma we've been doing this for quite some time haven't we like that right yeah <laughs> as an old man we've been yeah th that that always does kind of bother me when people when you're introduced to characters and they talk about how long they've been to, they they exposition about their people who've been married for 50 years don't ever sit at a table and say what we've been married for 50 years haven't we <laughs> nobody does that that's not well, if they're going a little senile they might i don't know he's just checking to make sure he's right maybe you say it once in a while i guess it's you're looking in on that one time they say it which is ironically right what before if, he dies what if this is their actual anniversary of course then he shouldn't be running off and coon coon hunting. now i've said it bloody hell <laughs> Raccoon, just put a rat yeah, yeah. in the rat. Okay. Rat. Um. Well, that that's what he says. I'm repeating what he said. Okay. Uh. But think... yeah, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. Maybe he shouldn't be doing that on an anniversary. But uh. Yeah. Like what you said with the accents, though. I mean, you and I have experienced some some proper redneck gibberish. You know. Um, I've experienced people I can't understand. Yeah. I mean, I I think I've even brought the story up before. But you and I were at the what the Tennessee rest area where the two guys were working on the vending machine. I remember standing there and listening for like several seconds and not being able to like make heads or tails of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, but they were like communicating with each other. It's you know, it's like uh that it's like that Star Trek episode with the binars where they're you know <laughs> and they're Yeah, if on only movement. if only Rednecks did that. They speak a binary. Yeah. <laughs> well then, then then they'd be more like minions, I guess. Um <laughs> Dominion yeah maybe someday maybe mm. someday people will just i mean i would think speaking a binary would be like you make modem sounds right just go like oh. <laughs> right that, that would be more like annoying <laughs> it would be annoying wouldn't it <laughs> um yeah i was talking we were talking about makeup and uh yeah on blu-ray especially it's like from the first scene it's like i see applications which of course again <laughs> You wouldn't have seen on, on, on 1962 television but yeah i did in the middle of episodes like i bet this guy's like 48 and then i <laughs> I, I went and looked i paused the episode and went and looked and he was like 53 or something when when they did this episode so uh, yeah 52, something and like that. i'm not usually the person to actually notice that stuff but i did uh, after a little while I mean, we just uh, watched Citizen Kane recently for another podcast, and there we were like, oh, my God, that's good age makeup, you know? So it's not like you couldn't do it. Uh, that's on a movie yeah. budget, too. That helps. But Yeah, when I was a kid and saw Citizen Kane in the modern era, I had no idea how old Orson Welles actually was, you know? Yeah. He was a shapeshifter. There was um, one kind of... I don't know if it's supposed to be a red herring or not. So the dog's name is is Rip. 
So mm-hmm. just for a moment, I was wondering if he was going to wake up like 50 years later with his dog. <laughs> I also thought that. He did wake up next to a tree. And he was like, oh. I mean, that would have been fine. I, that's, I was actually kind of disappointed. That's not where the episode went. And, Rip Van and that, Winkle caper. I yeah. actually watched this on Pluto TV and right under the screen where the the video was it said what the it said he was dead oh so it spoiled it for you it said he woke up dead <laughs> and no one saw him <laughs> yeah I, it kind of did I, I hate it when you wake up dead uh well he woke up dead and then he almost went to hell maybe well you said so, go to hell i think he went to hell okay they sent him to hell dragged him to hell you have to trust rod serling on this so he probably didn't but by Rod Serling, Rod Serling wouldn't lie to you, but Satan would lie to Rod Serling. Well, it, the one quote I actually pulled out from this in my notes, at least, was a man will walk into hell with both eyes open. That could be another warning. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe Rod Serling yep. doesn't even see it, you know? So, yeah, so we can get, we you can know, go what with you your pessimism. Never trust somebody who says, don't trust anybody. <laughs> right before they tell you to trust them that's (laughs) that is just i know a lot of people need to hear this and maybe and probably until the end of time people need to hear this do not trust people who say you can't trust anybody but trust me that is that is (laughs) like painting a red flag over their face yeah yeah okay i can get that um I don't know. You create your own heaven or hell. I, I like that idea. You know, if you I belong don't, in hell. I don't really believe. I believe you probably enter some kind of uh, state of uh, plant, plant-like existence mm-hmm. or something. The secret life of plants. Probably. Yeah, you just okay. enter that Stevie Wonder record. It was a book first. I was. I was okay. You enter the book. You enter. You enter. You enter. You enter Plantasia. The soundtrack would be the album, of course. That's the, so mm-hmm. that that is your view of the afterlife. We all go to Plantasia and listen to Stevie Wonder for <laughs> yeah. eternity. What's what's that guy's name? Mort Mort Gold Mort Garson. Oh, I wasn't ready to throw the uh, title. At. Wait, you're talking about another musician there? Yeah, yeah. The, that's a synth guy, if I remember. Yeah, so Mort Mort something. I don't remember what he did though. Maybe he did Mort Garson. I know he did something highly amusing, but I don't remember what it was. I, I thought that was the amusing thing he did. Did he do something more amusing than that? Yeah, I think he did like concept albums in the 60s that were like... Oh, oh man. Wow. The picture on his Wikipedia page is incredible. Oh, okay. It's just a very nerdy man leaning over a, a a modular thing with a million cables coming out of it. Some of the cables draped over the keyboard itself. Maybe that's the guy they brought in for the Zodiac album. Oh, he that's- did the Zodiac. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That that's that's that yes, is that, more amusing than Plantasia. Okay. Anyone listening right now and you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> I you hope need they're to, mad. You need to experience the Zodiac, uh, 1968, <laughs> I think, seven or eight. One of the first uh-huh. commercial uses of the 1967. Okay. Yeah. That and that dude that does the the narrations. Oh yeah, that's a great. Yeah. One. Classic. Okay. Didn't you have a vinyl of that? No, I, mm, no, I no. I had the Bruce Hack albums on vinyl. I have the one of Electric those. Lucifer. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I had. Have I, I don't, still have it? I don't have um, Electric Lucifer, but I have one of his records in vinyl. But um, um, there was this weird thing when the Tower Records closed; they brought all this inventory out that 
basically a bunch of stuff that was so rare that it shouldn't have existed. <laughs> but uh, Hyder Simpson would not like to listen to that music. He's all in on the guitar music, which yeah, I don't know. I that's cool. I mean, you can entertain yourself with guitar as long as you need to, right? Do you think that basically? So basically, the guy who was the fake Saint Peter kind of talked like he was from New York. Yeah, well, he was the sheriff from Lassie. No, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. The other guy, by the way, I didn't include him in in the trivia just because on Wiki he had the red name with no no page. So I was Ooh. like, I guess he didn't do a whole lot. But uh, shame because I mean they both they both are kind of notable. And and I skipped uh some you know like the reverend and the and the people digging the dog grave because. I don't know. They just didn't stick with me. Like I said, a lot of stuff. You don't have to apologize for not summarizing me. every single person's career. I don't think that any of us do that for any of these podcasts. No, no, I don't. But I, it's just like, you know, I'm looking at like a list of who's in this episode and I'm like, <laughs> you know, this is, a, I, I was just talking, uh, we just did, I just recorded one more Paul Bear where I'm like, oh, I love this. There's four actors. You cover the four actors. You're finished. Easy. You know, whereas this one's like, eh, you got to pick and choose a little more. So that that's just the uh, the inner baseball of a trivia man, I guess. So, yeah, um, I'm going to say right now, don't ever expect me to do trivia on every single person in an episode for anything unless it's like two people. Yeah, if it's two to four people, I'll do everyone. That's fine. But uh, I'll do every. And I do not apologize. <laughs> I do not apologize for choosing not to do everyone. If there's so, too many people to do all of them. Uh, anyway, but what I was going to say is that it's pretty weird that the St. Peter who was trying to trick him was sort of a fast talking city guy. And wouldn't you think that they would send somebody to trick him who was sort of trustworthy? The second guy sounded like a country guy who was humble and liked walking instead of using his wings. And he was like, no, the square dance is right over here. Definitely. The second guy was Satan. He was oh, actually you... the Christian Satan. He was the, <laughs> the, the more actual... thing about it. He was the actual Christian Satan because he's because he's he makes you yeah, feel I'm, good and he's slick. I'm so... ratcheting up my rhetoric on this. <laughs> he is the actual Christian Satan. The first yeah, he... guy was uh, the first guy was sending him to heaven, but he couldn't send dogs because no dogs go to heaven. Well, yeah, all, all dogs go to heaven. Remember, but is it? It's either all of them or none of them. But yeah. so what would have happened if he went to hell with his dog? Does, does Rip die then? Uh, well, he's already. Dead. Oh, I guess he said he would take him down the take him down the street for him or whatever, right? Yeah, so like they have where a he separate, was taking him. They have a separate. He's taking him to dog hell. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking up the the dude I, I actually want to be playing the 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 first guy the first guy. Um. I. If you can't tell, I just hate the idea of the Christian afterlife, and I always want to constantly poke holes in it because it's always so, like, dumb and boring. <laughs> oh, uh, how so about in, instead of the city talking guy, you get uh, Fred Gwynn, who played okay. Herman Munster, my cousin Vinny. Oh, he's doing that that guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Put him in as a. Well, come on. No, I'm sorry. Your dog can't come with you. He's going to go to a place up the street. I mean, that might have been like a little. Would that work better for you? That would have made more sense. Okay. I'm just thinking, like, why am I supposed to think that that hell sent this guy to trick the, the, the good old boy who just wants to go and kill raccoons? I think that's a good rule of thumb. If you find yourself in kind of a limbo after you die, like this guy does. I mean, mm -hmm. and he's got one with nice scenery and stuff, right? So, just just. But also, 
you know, spend some time figuring out the limbo, right? Because you, you don't want to just jump on the first thing you see or the second thing you see, you know? So basically, if somebody from the city died, they'd be like, hey, yeah, go Mets. I don't have a dog. I'll go right into this fence like you say, buddy. I'll walk and right to hell with both eyes open. Well, they'd have something else. So they, maybe hell is like. just full of New Yorkers. Is that what they're trying to say? Well, some people might call New York a certain version of hell. I wouldn't. I like New York. <laughs> Interesting. But... <laughs> <laughs> New York 1960 probably was a type of hell. Yeah. 61. Sorry. No, nah, you go You go play in the folk clubs in the East Village and become, you know, Phil Oaks or something. <laughs> I feel, I feel I like couldn't... Phil Oaks would have expected that he would have himself thought he was going to hell. Yeah. Okay. The good point. I didn't, yeah. I just didn't want to be obvious and say Bob Dylan. That's all. <laughs> I went for Phil Oaks, <laughs> who yeah, had you, a tragic uh, ending to his life. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing got, about a man's tragic ending, but um, yeah, uh, he'd he'd laugh about it. I, probably, yeah, but uh, yeah, he maybe he did consider New York a certain version of hell. Uh, so Dylan yeah, might like it better. I don't know what Dylan thought of New York. Things in New York. Nico doing heroin in the back of hell. Dylan would be happier in the setting of this this episode, you know, because um, I, I know Dylan's been like stopped by the police for vagrancy on like Civil War sites and stuff. Mm -hmm. They think it's a homeless man, but that's just how he dresses. Like, oh crap, you're Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Bob Dylan definitely would have gotten tricked. So nobody with anybody who didn't have die with the dog. That's the thing. The dog has to die with you. If you die yeah. without your dog. Well, you, you're going they, to hell. They probably die in different parts of the pond when you think about it. So, hmm. I don't know. You think that your dog is killed and sent to you? I mean, may, maybe for me, I would want to. I, I do want that guitar music. Maybe I'd have my guitar and they'd be like, you can't take the guitar. And I'm like, well, screw that. I'm just going to hang out here and play it, you know? I, I wouldn't trust anybody who's like the square dances this way because square dance was basically just a ploy for the American government to suppress jazz really okay because i had to go to square dancing in the late 90s at those those mm -hmm. stupid redneck clubs because yeah. the cute girls oh, in my high school clubs? wanted to take us there several That's times weird. I, it was just something that was forced on us in elementary school and yeah i remember that no 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 the the the, the girls had, in my high school they you, if you, they'd be like okay we'll spend time with you this weekend but we're going to the freaking roswell redneck club the square dance which you know not not my cup of tea that's odd i mean i i do know more conservative people who went to they had a live band than... they had a live band huh. that's just, i guess that's they had a mechanical bull that's cool i'd say like most of the people i know who have unfriended me for posting leftist stuff are people who went to your high school oh interesting okay <laughs> <laughs> it's only like two or three but you know yeah a couple yeah, of yeah. Them. but uh let's see square yeah square dancing does not go in heaven i don't want to i mean you know one of the reasons no. i started playing the guitar is so it's like you want to dance now i'm busy playing the guitar man or i or want yeah i want to have a conversation with satan and that is why I play guitar. Why would I, you know, I'm not, I did not pick up a guitar so I could, you know, become closer to heaven. That's not, I'm sure some I people do. I picked up a guitar for satanic reasons. You know, some people, um, and most people who say that they picked up a guitar to get closer to Jesus are just picking up a guitar so they can attract someone that they can marry immediately because that's the only way they're going to have sex. 
Oh, okay. I haven't um, been this in their in their religion. I skipped a few steps, but you know, yeah. <laughs> mega church stuff. Not like Japan, where everyone just stopped having sex, and now the government's like, "Please start doing it." I, you know, I can't really complain. I stopped having sex too. Way to go, <laughs> Japan. <laughs> um, do you want to throw out any other big, big zingers on this episode? I think I may have screamed all the things that I need to scream about. Uh, I like raccoons. Actually, raccoons should all go to heaven. I want to go to heaven that's just a sea of raccoons. I was like, oh, it's too bad they're not taking on lesser pandas. If it, this episode would be fun if he's uh, running out into the woods and chasing <laughs> lesser pandas. <laughs> um, I like, I love dogs. Don't get me wrong, but I also love raccoons, and I want to go to a heaven where dogs and raccoons are friends and they hang out together. Okay, I see more lesser pandas because I, I work. There's a zoo like two miles from one of the places I work that has a bunch of lesser pandas. You go in, they're running around over your head. It's great. They could fall on you. That sounds awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> I don't think I. I know I've seen some here in a zoo, in the zoo, but you know they're not just kind of running all over the place. Yeah, they have little wooden bridges like over where you walk, and then the lesser mm. pandas are running over the wooden bridges. So if their balance wasn't good, they will fall on your head. I don't. I haven't heard well, of that happening. They. I guess they have good <laughs> balance, but yeah um raccoons i don't know and also i don't know a raccoon falling on your head seems worse somehow raccoons are very smart and very like i stories of people making friends with the raccoons my um one of my my friend Catherine said something like her dad would work on cars in his garage and a raccoon just started showing up and drinking with him like the raccoon would just show up and he'd give the raccoon whiskey no oh, okay just would go on see that's <laughs> that's that's what actual rednecks do. They don't. They don't. They're not obsessed with killing the raccoons. They give them whiskey and hang out that, with them. In their that garage. would have been a better version of this episode where he's not going to to hunt them, but yeah, he's going to go drinking with him and the raccoon and his dog are all drinking moonshine. Yeah, <laughs> by his moonshine, his secret moonshine. Still, that would have been cool. So, I think it's just a thing where back then it was not animal rights wasn't even a thing at all hey when like, do you think this episode actually took place because what is it you when's the last time you've been kissed Dad, 1924 which does that mean like this is 1924 because they're a married couple or has it been like a really long time 19 early 60s because you can't tell because it's like you know if you see 70s documentaries about like the the blue hills of kentucky and it's it's not you know it looks like a hundred years earlier so it really could be any time i i feel like it probably was contemporary because of the guy talking like a city slicker guy i'm sure people in like 1924 also spoke like city slickers <laughs> i have no i have no idea i i didn't feel like it was trying to make it make a judgment on what the time period was or it, yeah I it doesn't feel matter like it, <clears throat> yeah <laughs> it doesn't matter i didn't feel I like just... it yeah it didn't feel like it mattered I just thought about it when I was watching it. Like after she said that, I started thinking, well, what year is this? You know, so contemporary probably right. And she's just like alluding to a past time or something. What if the plot twist is this is actually the year 4,500? Oh, and they're like 3,000 years old. Not it's, the, it's the community from the invaders. Like the planet of the apes is like just like over the ridge. Because he says he has, he's never gone, traveled that far in his life, right? So yeah 
<laughs> There's apes just over the ridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Uh, it's like except, as soon as he gets into heaven, there's just apes just tear him to pieces. So what was your year? Forty forty four was it? I said forty five hundred. Okay, well Charlton Heston already destroyed the Earth by that point, so that doesn't work. Oh, okay. Well, what it, if it's Mars? Okay, it's on Mars, which also has apes. Okay, good. Yeah, we've worked it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, in this episode, who goes through the Twilight Zone? Oh, uh, it's it's Hyder Simpson. Yeah, he just that's, dies though. Cut and dry. Back to his, his cut and dried death, the Twilight Zone. I mean, that's maybe... part of why this isn't a great episode, is because the weirdest thing that happens to him is he almost does a whoopsie and walks into hell, like almost everyone does, apparently. But when you say it that way, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing: is that if you believe, if you take everything in this episode at face value, then this is just. Everybody does this stuff. It happens all to have, happens to everybody. Although so really could, nothing weird even happened. Although you could just say that literally is the Twilight Zone because it is the space between life and wherever he's going to end up when you're when you're mm. dead. I, you know, this is the early 60s, so I guess we hadn't really gotten into the whole like Americans can think about reincarnation thing yet, you know? That never That's really makes true. its way into the Twilight Zone, does it? Uh, you tell me. I haven't really seen a whole lot of season four at all. I I haven't either. They never show that one on TV, do they? <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. We'll we'll yeah, take we'll that find journey. Out. I, we'll take that journey into unenlightenment together. May, maybe some of the later ones do. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, this I one would it's, it's bet not. I just just a wild guess. Yeah, it's it's just this one's you know very entrenched in you know Judeo Christianism 101, right? Like it's just like. You're thinking, okay, this guy's supposed to be Saint Peter. Hey, ain't you Saint Peter? You know, it's just like mm -hmm. it's all, it's written on the sleeve of this episode. So it's the yeah. rural version of it all. It's not the clouds and the pearly gates. It's just like a some rough well, hewn wood and a checkpoint. Well, the whole idea of this is that you get your own private heaven, and uh, the guy who they tried to have trick you is a fast talking city slicker, which makes me think that maybe the second test was the the real test and he's in hell okay so you like that does so let's talk I can't about stop i'm sorry what he deserves um <laughs> does he deserve to be in heaven or hell uh, I'll, I'll say heaven he seems all right enough i don't think killing raccoons should send you to hell maybe yeah. okay there's heaven there's hell Okay. Vangelis. Vangelis is heaven. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> I think that he would take one look at Vangelis's discography and he would send himself to Vangelis's hell. Hey, you know what would be a cool episode if, if they instead of him going out raccoon hunting, if they had to to pun a later episode, if they had a piano in the house and um, you know, this first scene is just as it is, right? They get mm -hmm. a knock on the door and there's Liberace. And Liberace comes in and starts playing piano for them. And they're like, oh, what's happening? Ah! <laughs> that would have made this one of the best episodes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You put Liberace in almost any Twilight Zone episode and make it better. I don't think he does appear in a Twilight Zone. That's too bad. That, that's, a, that's, yeah. that's civilization's fault. I, I call civilization out on that. So Western civilization, whatever. Was he never? I mean, he had to have been on like Fantasy Island or something, right? Oh, yeah, the love boat, something like that, I'm sure. 
It's oh. Fantasy Island kind of. The I know Oscars. It's not... He has some great spots on the Oscars. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm trying to draw a parallel between something else and the Twilight Zone. I do think that Fantasy Island is sort of a descendant of this. Yeah, okay. Is that is that what we're going to follow up the Twilight Zone with? Straight to Fantasy Island? I think that would be pretty cool. <laughs> you <laughs> probably I've... get a bunch. Of, I bet a bunch of the Star Trek guests would want to do uh, Fantasy Island <laughs> episodes, right? Oh, yeah. Con every week. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> And and um Herve as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, let's do it. I'm just gonna hijack your podcast and <laughs> just hijack it and put a gun to your head and take you to Fantasy Island. Matt's not even here anymore. He wanted to talk about Black Mirror, <laughs> Tales from the Dark Side. No, it's 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 Ricardo Monoblon and Fantasy Island. And when we finish doing it, we're gonna do it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, then it goes to Love Boat. We're like follow the follow the trajectory of of diminishing returns and we're just gonna go straight from fantasy island to love boat and then mm. from love boat we go to uh the, the bachelor Rider. i don't know sure the bachelor <laughs> yes. uh liberace is barely in anything really i guess he didn't like to be a star of stage and well, stage but not screen what's he in are you like looking kind of wild weekend? oh yeah uh something called hotel he was in one episode of kojak uh is he in any elvis movies I don't think so. He was in two episodes of Batman. Oh uh, yes, that's the uh, yes, definitely. Yeah, uh, <laughs> two episodes of the Red Red Skelton Hour. Okay. Um, yeah. So he was just busy in Vegas doing residencies, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild that he's such a household name, but none of us really saw him appear in things as much as we feel like we did. Maybe I mean, he was I'm, in like 300 million episodes of Hollywood Squares. Well, it's like I went like through that phase whenever I thought of Jim Morrison, I'd see Val Kilmer. Now I see Jim Morrison again, but I, I, if I think of Liberace, I still think of Michael Douglas, you know? Oh, wait. Okay. No, never mind. Behind I was only looking Delabra. at him acting. There's a separate thing on IMDb for actor and for self. Right, but we were really and getting at the acting. We wanted to make I, I know. I was, yeah. Batman's him good. Playing Batman's other. Okay, sorry. He, him playing other characters, there are 14 credits. Him playing okay. himself, 120 credits. Okay. Batman's a consolation prize, you know? I want to see him I want to see him playing for this this backwood couple. You know, yeah. he comes in full he brings the candelabra, right? I mean, he'll, yeah, he'll just for put sure. it on there. He'll just put it on there, you know, tic tac uh piano and and you know, he'll, he won't be happy about the piano. It won't be a grand, but you take what you can get. That house definitely does not have a grand piano. He'll be fine. Heaven will provide him with unlimited pianos. Right. Okay. Uh, tripometer. Where do you want to put this on the tripometer? Oh. Oh, ouch. I'm going to say this one's uh, this one's like a point nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely thinking low end. I was like, yeah. you know, I try and think of like elements I like that I find like kind of trippy uh, to to, to you know maybe i'll take your base for but i did find the checkpoint you know be reasonably trippy because it's like the uh the same peter yeah. but it's this it's this you know boy scout jamboree sort of setup so but that, this that... also could have been at the very end uh, at the end of everything that we see somebody could be like jump out and say surprise we tricked you it's your birthday party and yeah. everything in the episode would make perfect sense right? yeah 
I guess. We and, didn't see anything really. We didn't see I I gave it a point nine because there are trippy concepts at play, but there's how about Michael Douglas's the game where that does happen? So you think Michael Douglas should show up at the end and say that he lost the game? As Liberace, yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I, I was I uh, anyway, it, I thought that was enough for me to give it like a two. I think for me, I like you know, like it's once it goes under a two, I'm like, why isn't this have more to it? Which I guess yeah. two is like my baseline. Like, okay, I watched an episode of the Twilight Zone, I guess, but uh, yeah. that that's that's about all that's going on here. I I don't know how you feel about it, but I think the tripometer is a very personal thing, and that everyone's going to. Exp- it's not really trippy if you're not using, however, you see it through your own experience. Exactly. That's a meta of the tripometer, right? That it depends mm-hmm. on, on everyone's different perspectives, which makes it trippier. Like, so. I know there are people who take psychedelics and just don't see anything. It's spelled with a Y, you know. Psychedelics? No, tripometer. T-R-Y-P? That's right. Okay, good. Okay. So it's, a, it's the level of tryptophan? I think he had a lot of tryptophan. He probably yeah. ate a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> actually, no. The raccoon actually... Oh, I didn't go into this. The raccoon ate him. Raccoon won. The raccoon killed them. Yeah. The raccoon vic- was victorious. That's kind of trippy. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, a raccoon that was just the off the dude and his dog. So, okay, that that is the hunt. The raccoon won the hunt. Interesting. Because yes, I was coming out hunt. kind of wondering, is that the right title? But you've just convinced me it is the right title if we consider the raccoon. So, I think the hunt. It's actually a pretty bill because you think about it a lot and then you realize that he's being hunted by satan satan yeah <laughs> and after he hunt and he just wants to go to heaven to hunt raccoons because that's the only place you can hunt raccoons you cannot hunt them in hell you can't hunt raccoons in america anymore where do i gotta go to do it heaven <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it but heaven is a place where nothing ever happens <laughs> uh, which is why he actually went to hell. Sorry, I have too much talking heads on the mind today. That was in my notes, by the way. So <laughs> even though I started off this episode with a talking heads reference, like there was already one of my notes I had forgotten about. So <laughs> I, I I bought Chris France's book like a year ago and I still haven't read it. Okay. I, I, I that exact same note I remember was in um the, the Pip episode or whatever. No, no, the the good play the good play what's the one with the dude that ends up in like Gangster, a nice place to live, a nice place to visit. Yeah, a nice place to visit. That I know <laughs> that had the same talking heads reference in the notes. So, <laughs> yeah, God, how many how many episodes have we done together? That's about a somebody dying. Lots of people die being in the Twilight dead. Zone. Yeah. <laughs> Just somebody being dead and it's got and a high not knowing they're dead. Hey, yeah, how many? Hey, we did at least four episodes where someone doesn't realize they're dead in the episode. We're we're evolving. It's not like season one where like everyone like the real actors and stuff had horrible fates, you know? Like now it's just like the people in the episode. <laughs> I think. Yeah, did you look up if these people did anything? I I haven't had like a was a gig gig young experience or tale, I forget what the dude in walking distance, which it's like Yeah. Re- his life I didn't... with a murder suicide with him doing the yeah, murder. Yeah, the murder part. guy, the murder suicide guy. <laughs> the murder guy of the murder suicide, yeah. So and there's and then there was the dude and the mighty Casey that like off the dude. So Yeah. Yeah, well, season 1 had all that. I haven't 
come across anyone particularly like uh whoa since that i think okay but i'm looking at um where you i'm looking at earl hamner who wrote this episode yeah he has he had a collection of 50 bonsai trees okay that's not really a particularly weird fate i mean it's a hobby it's a pretty (laughs) intense hobby for sure but i mean that's not it's not it's not a murder suicide is all i'm saying do you think that he died when he died in 2016 that he went to he went to heaven with 50 bonsai trees and they're like no you're gonna have to send those to tree heaven Mm, yes that wouldn't have worked here though because there were trees beyond the (laughs) checkpoint already so (laughs) (laughs) oh boy so this is just the beginning of his run huh uh, I think we might have had one already. I, I to be honest, I, I don't remember. I think we've. Done I have one IMDb in front of me, and IMDb is like the word of God. Okay, it says this is his and, first one. Yeah, it's his okay. first one. I guess it's his first. Second one. one's coming up soon. What's that? That will be a piano in the house. Oh, okay, that's coming up soon. We'll see how that goes down. Yeah, and so, one in four, and several in five. He wrote ring a ding girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, this is time enough podcast. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook under at name. You can support us on Patreon at podcastio podcastius. You'll hear episodes of this early with some extra chit chatter. Mark and I and our third co-host Luke do films and filth where we treat IMDB as the word of God looking at the best and the worst movies, the heaven and hell, if you will, on IMDb as arbitrarily voted <laughs> by IMDb users. Yeah, uh, Luke's cult- really happy about that too. <laughs> a cult Disney where we, we look at the, the, the magic behind the mice and in his entrails as we try to necromance <laughs> and tell the future. Um, then there's some video game stuff with Luke loves Pokemon Hyrule field report about the Zelda games and the game game show where gamers game each other to live the game. As in the rapper of the game. All right. Remember, when you die, just don't even don't go anywhere. Don't go to don't trust any of these guys. Play with your just dog. Keep for walking. A while. Keep walking. Hang out with your dog. He'll appreciate they, it. They already did that in that uh Civil War episode where I kept walking. Yeah. What was that called? The walk keep walking man? The passersby. I got the it. Passersby. Okay. I was close. All right. I, I was about to pick up my paper because I really couldn't remember. Okay. Later, y'all. Bye. Whisper in the darkness As the December sun goes down Breeze blowing around your feet you stumble from the ground The secrets in the moving dust Know why your heart still beats The stairs leading from the house Onto the sacred streets It's not just the many gods Who work mysteriously 
But every door you open wide Repairs a tapestry The secrets in the moving dust Know why your heart still beats The stairs leading from the house Onto the sacred streets Whisper in the darkness As the December sun goes down Breeze blowing around your feet you stumble from the ground The secrets in the moving dust Know why your heart still beats The stairs leading from the house Onto the sacred streets It's not just the many gods who work mysteriously But every door you open wide Repairs the tapestry